Springfield's Talk 1041, and I am Nick Reed. Welcome to the show, everyone. We are broadcasting live as we do every Friday, barring holidays or vacations. Uh, we broadcast from Scramblers, and that is thanks to Affordable Towing, making that possible. You can always um, send messages in to us if you'd like to via text or calling. When we're in studio, you can call. Um, when we're not in studio, texting is probably the best way to go about it. And that is American Transmissions Talk and Text Line, which is 447-KSGF. I recommend you download the app. It's the easiest way. You don't have to remember the number. Uh, when you open the app, one of the options is text studio, call studio. Bam, hit it. It's easy as that. Uh, we are going to chat with uh, a couple characters here in just a moment. Right now, I do want to jump over to the newsroom with Jason Rima. A teacher at Green Forest High School has been arrested for having an inappropriate relationship with a student. 45-year-old Dustin Lee taught English at the school. Lee is charged with sexual assault, internet stalking of a child, and endangering the welfare of a child. A man's been charged in a fatal shooting in Pulaski County. Tyron Spence Bay is charged with murder after a shooting Wednesday near St. Robert. Deputies found Robin Keppel dead at a home on Hobo Lane. Green County deputies have arrested 11 people at homeless encampments. They were arrested for trespassing and for outstanding arrest warrants. Deputies said the people arrested had set up illegal encampments. They were provided with a list of resources to help with food and shelter. That's George Lawson reporting. At Atlanta's Mercedes-Benz Stadium will be the neutral site if Buffalo and Kansas City meet in the AFC Championship game. The NFL decided to put that potential matchup in a neutral city after the Bills' Week 17 game against Cincinnati was canceled when DeMar Hamlin went into cardiac arrest on the field. The Chiefs are the number one seed in the AFC, but played one more game than the Bills. I'm Jason Rima, Springfield Stock, 1041. First Alert Forecast is sponsored by Navant Employee Benefits That Work. Uh, for the day, it is going to be mostly sunny. High of 36, 21 tonight, sunny, 48 tomorrow, partly sunny Saturday, or Sunday rather, 55. And then Monday, mostly sunny, a high of 64. Got a couple characters in house here. What's going Flying on, fellas? Death. I don't have any headphones on. I well, got no idea can, what I'm saying. You can hear me fine. You can hear yourself. I can hear Not you say something. That loud in here. <laughs> yeah. You, you don't need to hear yourself yeah. talk. I'm you know. you up over there because Tom always has his. Real low. So yeah, Tom, your Tom's got that a little better. Do you, can you hear better? Now? Oh yeah, yeah I, super I hearing. <laughs> it does. It's remarkable. I played too much Especially rock and roll when us. I was growing up. I used to do my college with headphones on, blasting. My wife could hear it, and she goes, "Oh, oh you didn't play? Know. You listen? You did? Did you play? No, no gosh, oh. no. I can't play any of that. Well, I'm, I'm a numbers I, guy. It's Alex and I are the musical ones. Amen. Amen. Oh, are you really? Yeah, yeah, yeah you didn't know that. Violin. Oh, no kidding. No, and I didn't know that. I yeah, they're both an orchestra, orchestra and football. 
Well, Figure that out. Well, hey. Well, and debate for me. <laughs> and debate for you, yeah. Plus, I play piano as well, because Grandpa taught me that before the violin. Well, I, I know piano. I, yeah, I, I have... Piano you don't too. even know your own son. I don't even know my own son. Where does he come from? I've Who always... You? I, what do you do with my son? I, I can't... I have no uh, abilities when it comes to instruments. I can play the recorder, Hot Cross Buns, from fourth grade. <laughs> That's about it. Uh, but beyond that, I always thought if there were two instruments that I could play, it would be violin and piano. Those were the two that I always... I don't know what it is about those two I always really like. What? Yeah, I know. I yeah, can play the kazoo and the juice harp. Wants one. <laughs> yeah, I remember. Uh, we, I think my stepdad had. I remember having one of those. A juice harp. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Is it juice or Jews? I think it's Jews. Uh, yes, but it. But that's isn't, probably not politically correct anymore. But it isn't. The origins isn't Jewish, like Jew. Yeah. If I remember right, it's it's like it was a term that came from jaw or something because oh. you put it in your mouth. Right. Uh, I looked it up once because I was like, why is it called a Jews harp Seems or or Jews? Uh, whole time I have no idea what you guys are talking. Yeah, about. Really? You put it it's in that mouth. Well, now that you mentioned that you put it in your mouth, yeah. Most people just call that a mouth harp, guys. Yeah. But okay. It used to be, but I don't, but I don't <laughs> think it. I'm going to have to look it up now because it's I, now important. In fact, let's go to we'll get traffic now. I want to look it up during traffic, and then we'll have, and then we'll we'll update people. What on you learn on the origins of of the term Jews harp. Uh, which now, yeah, mouth harp. I, I, I didn't. I never liked the idea of having that metal vibrating against my teeth. Mm-hmm. That, that was enough for me not to do it. Traffic update. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the morning on Springfield's Talk 104.1. So ultimately, the origins of the term Jew harp are a thousand different variations as to why a lot of them have to do with languages. And uh, it's, it's been suggested the name derived from the French uh, Jew Trump, J-E-U-T-R-O-M-P-E, meaning toy trumpet. Um, there are theories all over the place. Anyway, All right, so... Yeah, we're on. Oh, I didn't know we were on. Nobody said. I don't have any headphones. I don't hey, know what's guys, going on. We're back. <laughs> we're looking. We're looking at each other, going, "Well, so he's just talking." I go, <laughs> "You're just staring, like, okay." <laughs> we're enthralled by the yeah, words so that's, of the mouth. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. There we have it. Does it say so anything about a mouth heart? Well, I mean that that yeah. The, for the people who don't know what we're talking about, it's that thing that goes dwing, 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 it's dwing, 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 out of your mouth. I, I've never heard it called a juice harp. Yeah, it's juice harp. Juice harp. I've never heard that. But mouth yeah. harp or juice harp. It's got J-U-I. it's like a U-shaped thingy with a little wire mm-hmm. between it, and you put it up against your teeth, and you you flick the little wire yeah, between it. And the way you it open it goes, your mouth, it goes. Exactly. Yeah. Very good. Yep. See, I don't need one. Yeah. <laughs> Any movie that shows anything in the bayou, you've heard this noise. Yeah, probably. Yeah, there you go. You've yeah. heard this noise. Yeah, on the music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, so uh, we'll transition from that to something that we do know more about. Yeah, a little bit. I definitely more about. More about. <laughs> no, as far as the, the time for doing taxes is coming up. Oh, yes. Please, if you have any inclination to doing something financial... As far as paying off, well, when I get my taxes done, I'm going to pay off my car, and then I'm going to go buy a house. Please don't do that until you talk to us or talk to somebody. You don't have to talk to us, but we're the easiest ones to get a hold of. I mean, we're available till 9 o'clock at night, seven days a week, by phone. And we don't. if you don't even want to give me your name, I don't care. I'll talk to you um, and talk about what you need to think about as far as buying a house because you may end up shooting yourself in the foot. That money may be better served 
doing a, a larger down payment to get you into a different category or do a maybe you should not pay off your car maybe you should pay off all your credit cards or something like that i just don't do something thinking that you know how it's going to affect your loan because the rules and the guidelines are changing constantly we just got a whole new set of guidelines i saw for usda yeah and tons of stuff they're updating those pretty regularly over the past year or so they've cracked down a little bit made it a little more uh strict for qualification on usda um something else to think about too i know don just mentioned you know doesn't have to be us and absolutely doesn't have to be us if you have a lender you trust that you believe is giving you good information they're a good resource as well but specifically we've had a couple clients recently that have come to us that we've been thrown into the mix trying to save these deals by our real estate agents we work with and on both these files i have in mind the issue was that the lender didn't do their due diligence. A lot of lenders, especially right now with time slowing down, they just want to slap those pre-qualification letters out. They want to say, hey, you're pre-qualified, go shop. And then they're going to scramble on the back end trying to make sure that you're actually approved for so, that loan. So they don't do the real work until they're sure that they're actually, that the person finds a house, they're going to take out the loan. Minimal effort yeah, up front, right. maximum effort in the back end. Sort of like I was in high school. I waited till the last minute to do the report, the study for the test. Yeah. I found myself scrambling at the last minute. Well, and scrambling, I'm, and did you ever run into a scenario doing that where you made more mistakes than you thought you did oh, well, and there was a chance yeah, to correct it, it never was worth it. Yeah. It, it never turned out as and good here's as what, it would have. With a house, here's what can happen. Let's say let's say super speedy missile mortgage that's online <laughs> gives you a prequalification letter because they never see you. <clears throat> You're not going to go into their office and yell at them if they don't do their due diligence. So they send you out a super speedy missile prequalification. Go buy a house. You're prequalified up to three hundred thousand dollars. Okay, great. You put your house up for sale, you sell your house, you get a contract on it, and then two weeks before closing, they call you and say, oh, hey, by the way, you can't get your house, your loan wasn't going to go through, you're denied because you've got this and such. You might have you know, some higher debt-to-income ratio, or they didn't check your income. Now you're homeless because you have to go through with the sale of your house. You're under contract. Please don't let that happen. We don't do that. People get upset with us sometimes, not very often after we explain it to them, but they get upset sometimes because we want all this documentation. Sorry, it's the best way to do business. That's how we have a 4.9 Google rating. And to clarify, everybody needs the exact same document list we're asking for at some point during the loan. They are going to need every single item that we are also requesting. The difference is we're asking for it up front so that when you go out to shop, you actually have the confidence that we have truly reviewed your file and qualified you for what we're telling you. You want to tell them about the $5,000 guarantee for the seller? That's still in effect, isn't it? It is. uh, Our company has a deal that they can offer where if you are a pre-approved client, meaning we send you through underwriting and we can get your file clear before we ever issue a letter, we do have a $5,000 guarantee that our company can offer on some files that if something happens and the loan can't go through due to an error on our end, our company actually pays the seller five grand okay. for us interrupting that deal. And, you know, that's, we actually just had that help us win a deal the other day. Um, oh. So well, it, it nice is a factor for some sellers. Um, 
If but I'm a seller, we also don't expect our loans not to close. Right. Exactly. So really, that five thousand dollars we're hoping never actually gets mm-hmm. paid out. But it's True. a good safety net, right? And if you're a cash seller, let's say you, you you're a sell you're selling your house, and somebody brings you an offer for cash, but that cash isn't proven, or you've got a five thousand dollar guarantee from USA Mortgage, you're probably going to take the USA Mortgage deal because if it doesn't close, you're going to get money. If the cash deal doesn't close. Cash deals don't close a lot because the real estate agents don't necessarily make sure that they've got the money to buy. So it's okay. another guarantee, another thing that we do to help people get through. That's why you guys are awesome. We appreciate it. Thank All you. All right. Yeah. Well, you guys have a great weekend. Thanks right, for you too. By, as always. Appreciate it. Have a happy Saturday. Okay. Do the same. <laughs> Don Carricker, Anthony Carricker. I want a great homeloan.com. Because you do. More in moments. I'm Nick Reed. Springfield's Talk 1041 is always just an app away. Download the KSGF app and listen live or catch what you missed on KSGF Mornings with Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Let's talk 104.1. I am Nick Reed, and welcome to the show. The American Transmissions Talk and Text Line 447-KSGF. If you'd like to send in any uh, messages, feel free to do so. Any thoughts, any questions, definitely, definitely encourage you to do so. Uh, there is a... Um, Accumulation of data and evaluation of data obtained by Breitbart News that show the vast majority of U.S. active duty military members believe that the Pentagon has become politicized. This is not good. 68% of active duty members say they have witnessed a growing politicization, while 53% say that the military has become way too politicized. 68% also say that such politicization would impact their decision to encourage their children to join the military, and I suspect the vast majority of those would say they would encourage them not to. And and this is a conversation that I've had on numerous occasions and and a tremendous amount of feedback from you all anytime we talk about the, uh, the destruction that is being done in the military from the top down, how they're hollowing it out of all that made our military what it is. And that is um, people who, they're not necessarily serving any longer. Now, this is talking about those who are active military. But but I've, I've heard from so many of you that served once upon a time, and oftentimes you, you had a, uh, a father, but sometimes a mother served as well. And um, you're telling your kids, don't do it. Don't I don't get into it, and and, and it's um, heartbreaking for a lot of folks who have generationally served in the military because of a belief in it, in what the military stood for, and watching that be destroyed uh, from within, from the top down, in ways that our enemy could only hope to accomplish. 
and the fact that it's not just those who served once upon a time, the veterans, uh, but we're seeing a majority of active duty members saying this is a problem. The data gathered by the National Independent Panel on Military Service and Readiness show specific policy areas of concern for active duty military at a time when President Biden's Pentagon has been criticized for many by conducting social experiments in the ranks of the military as opposed to focusing on national defense. The NIPMSR was impaneled by Heritage Foundation President Kevin Roberts. Representative Mike Waltz, Republican Florida, who chaired the panel, said that the Pentagon should be focusing on winning America's future wars rather than prioritizing divisive programs and issues. The Pentagon should be focused on how best to counter our global adversaries like China and recruiting the best and brightest to our ranks. Changing policy allowing unrestricted service of transgender-identifying person appears to be a major sticking point for current active-duty military with 80% reporting that the changes have decreased their trust in their own military. Equity-based initiatives like lowering physical fitness standards are also of great concern for active duty as 70% saying the reduction of such standards to, quote, even the playing field lowers their trust in their military, our military. The new focus on climate change as a top national security threat has also lost the trust of 70% of active duty military. You know, it's really interesting as we look at these numbers and the vast majority of those currently serving in the military who are expressing a loss of faith in the institution. And we look at what has occurred with the invasion of Ukraine and what has been seen as one of the more difficult obstacles that Putin has had to deal with, and that is military personnel, boots on the ground, active military, that have lost faith in the institution. One of the reasons that, aside from You've got an infrastructure that that was not up to par in the way that everyone seemed to think that it was. There were a lot of things about the Russian military that that the world was overestimating. But something that we have consistently heard about is, is the lack of morale, the the devastating impact that active duty members within Russia's military, their their. Um, loss of confidence in leadership, their loss of confidence in the military institution in Russia that has, have a de- that has had a devastating impact. Um, that here in the United States, while fortunately we're not engaged in that sort of battle, but there is this same sort of loss of confidence. And it may be for different reasons, but the fact of the matter is it can be just as devastating. When you have 60, 70, 80 percent of U.S. person uh, military personnel that are active duty who are saying that because of this focus, because of this focus, because of this focus, all of these things that have become priorities for our U.S. military, they have lost confidence in the institution which they serve. Sixty-nine percent 
of active duty members. And the U.S. military said the inclusion of critical race theory books on the reading list for the chief of naval operations was concerning, while 68% said they were concerned about reports of sexual assault. When broken down by top selected areas of concern, the highest ranking were an overemphasis on diversity, equity, and inclusion initiatives, the reduction of fitness standards, and the military funding of abortion. Hey, the military's purpose is to kill, after all. Walt said, quote, it's more clear than ever that Americans are losing faith in what should be America's most trusted institution. And the current recruitment crisis facing our military is evidence of that. According to Heritage Executive Vice President Derek Morgan, 2022 was the worst year for recruiting since the advent of the all-volunteer force. And 2023 is shaping up to be as bad or worse. It's just another one of the many successes of Joe Biden. Panel member and first Liberty Institute Director of Military Affairs and Senior Counsel Mike Berry said these alarming poll results confirm what many have long suspected our military is further adrift than ever and risks becoming completely unmoored from its national security role. The poll is another warning shot to policymakers that we are failing our troops by allowing political activism to to bribe them of the focus and high training standards they deserve to fight and win. That, according to Hudson Institute senior fellow and panel member Rebecca Heinrichs. Uh, Aside from the focus itself, and that's what this is... This particular uh, study was on the areas, the the pillars of focus that the military brass are focusing on and how it is that that is causing the vast majority of active members to lose faith. Aside from that, when you have teachings as currently is occurring within our military, that focus on divisions, that focus on the sins of the country, that focus on the areas where we're bad, where we're wrong, that, that train individuals that are supposed to trust one another in the foxhole, that depending on their skin color, perhaps one is privileged over the other, pitting against one another. These are all divisions. This is how you destroy any organization. This is how you destroy a military, not make it stronger. The strength of our military has always been a culture, and and that was a culture of, dare I say, almost righteousness. That is for a cause that when we fight, we're fighting for good. Now, you can argue whether this war, that incursion was actually good or not, but it wasn't even, it wasn't about the, the conflict. It wasn't about the war itself, but it was about the country that people were serving, and it was a country of good. It was a country of liberty. It was a country that culturally had accepted this idea that we were ultimately as a nation, superior to others because we recognized that our rights as human beings were inalienable and they were put upon us by our creator. That's why we had them because God gave them to us and no man held dominion over us. And so that was a righteous cause in a righteous nation. 
And so when one would sign up to serve that country, they were serving the, that, that cause. When you instead change that to a culture in which people are supposed to be ashamed of their country, in which people are supposed to be embarrassed of their country, in which people are supposed to apologize for their country, in which people are constantly bombarded with all of the sins of their country to where you have an entire political party, which from an executive position now runs the military, has promoted tearing down statues, renaming military institutions, all based on the fact that we are a horrible country and have a horrible history that we should be ashamed of. You cannot raise people in that culture and then expect them to have the same mindset when they go into the military. Because after all, you one must ask oneself... If it isn't for love of country any longer, why do people go into the military? And there are numerous different reasons. But the fact of the matter is, if those who serve are not united in that culture and that belief, that standing for the flag, that proud to be an American, then you're fractured. And the fact that our, the, 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 from the top down in the military, they are the ones spreading the poison and division... Again, they are doing more damage to our military than our enemies could ever hope to do. Springfield's Talk 1041. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. First alert forecast. It is going to be a mostly... Oh, wait, no. Sarah told me that if I did the weather in old-timey voice, she was going to give me $5, but I'm going to instead do it for chicken eggs. Yep. Okay, so... Ooh, mostly sunny today with a high of root to 36 degrees. 21 tonight, sunny 48 tomorrow. Ooh, howdy Sunday. Partly sunny, 55. Martin Luther King Day, sunny, with a high of 64. Current temperatures, I don't know. Cold. I'm inside. So is that my dozen eggs? I'll give you free. Excellent. Well, given their $8 at a store-bought eggs, it's a really good deal to get fresh ones. Mark Long, Garage Experts, with us this morning. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm doing awesome. So, How are you, Nick? Great. It's so pleasant. It's probably, it was you and, and Shelly, and you had a couple of friends with you that uh, came out to happy hour, which was hopping. Yes. I'm trying to introduce all my friends to Nick Reed. So, um. Well, uh, <laughs> that can be a dangerous uh And all my friends were two endeavor. people, yes, on Friday. So, But they seem high quality. They were. They were. I'm so going quality for quality over quantity. Exactly. That's what quality, I'm going for. Yes, indeed. I don't know why I'm hanging out with you. So. I do not know why. It's it's charitable. Right. I would suggest. Uh, some now I'm trying to think who it was. I oh Kyle Wyatt. Kyle Wyatt was asking me about um, I think it was Kyle Wyatt about a garage, and he says so. Tell me this. He said, "Is your garage still as?" I don't forget the exact term he used, but it's ultimately as maintained as it was, uh, decluttered as it was uh, the day that Garage Experts finished. He goes, because my biggest fear is that I would end up going right back to how I was before. And I was like, you know what? Actually, for the most part, yes. Now, we had our attic, as you know, is up above the garage, and 
when he asked me that, we were transitioning, getting the Christmas stuff back up. So some things were in disarray, but it does help help you you keep uh, uh, you know the clutter down. And um, I will say this: if I had had classified documents in my garage, <laughs> I would have found I'd, them. Uh, yeah, you would have found them, and I'd have at least um, organized storage for them. Exactly. Yeah, uh, and, but they'd be safe in there. They would be because safe because you've got a lock on. I do have a lock on the garage. <laughs> Perfectly safe. I can have anything out there. Exactly. Um, uh, no, we were talking off air and sort of segueing into that about um, uh, what was the term you used? Minimalizing? Minimalist. Minimalist. Minimalism. It's my new kick. Well, and you help facilitate that. Well, we. Well, you know, it's it's funny because when we did your garage, uh, we talked about what you do with your stuff yeah. while we're doing the floor. And, and one of the real advantages of going through that process because you got to clean out your garage for us to get in there and do the floor and put in storage and stuff and it's liberating it's really it liberating to go in there and go okay i got, okay it, it's like you know the final and when you're in college it's coming up i can't put off studying anymore i i've got to do this because uh, i put it off for 15 years so you got to go in your garage and you really have to decide what you want to do with all your stuff when we first started i used to i used to beat around the bush and tell mm-hmm. people oh you know you can rent a storage or you can move right. it in here uh, now that, you're like burn it that's morphed into get rid of your stuff yeah. you have too much stuff throw it away uh, because really there are some some huge benefits um, psychologically uh, for being a minimalist emotionally even i'd uh, say you know i was reading an article and it, and it says you know that um while the practice of minimalism will look different to different people, the benefits are the same. Adopting a minimalist mindset can improve your stress level, mental and physical health, increase happiness and well-being, reduce your environmental impact, and also save you time, energy, and money. Yeah. And there's a lot of scientific back well, benefits sure. of that. I think, and you will come across people every so often. They're usually the so-called creative mind. That their little world, their their corner, their nook is total chaos, and they're like, "But it's my chaos." I understand. I understand some people might operate that way, but but it is so true that when you you come even into a clean home, yeah, um, how much better you feel. We learned a long time ago when we you know we go on these great escapes, coming home and the house being a mess is so deflating. It's stressful. But when we we were like our house, clean it before we go. When we come home, and it's just so nice and refreshing. And so to have a garage that way, and have storage where things go, and it's one of the great things about what you all do. I talk about customized storage. It's how do you use your garage? What do you do? You do a lot of you know barbecuing or gardening or both. You work on your vehicle a lot, and having it set up, laid out in a way that is conducive with that lifestyle so that you can have that orderly way and that garage become it's a functioning room instead of just a catch-all. Right. And and what you realize as you go through this process is is everything needs a place. You know, when, when I used to work for a different place um, I used to get a lot of emails. I'd get, I'd get 150, 200 emails a day. And what I had, what I learned is, you have to do something with the email. You either have to act on it, you have to put it in a pending folder to act on it later, or you have to get rid of it. Otherwise, you're just overwhelmed. See, I could learn from that. <laughs> but and, and every organization, any book you read, any article you read, will tell you everything has to have a place. If you don't have a place for it, 
it's just going to end up somewhere that it doesn't belong, and it's going to be in the back of your head, and you're going to go, oh, I got, okay, I've got to figure out what I'm going to do with that. Yeah. You know, and and you'll procrastinate, and and that's the anxiety and stress that a lot yeah. of people feel is because they don't, they know it's there, they don't do anything with it, and and it just festers. Yeah. Well, I also, and I don't think I've said it on air. Well, I did say it on air, but not with you. I really appreciated you filling in for me. Not a problem. That week that I was gone. Hopefully, you'll do it again. Um, <laughs> it I, depends on how it goes. <laughs> yeah. Well, people, you know, they seem to like you. So as long as it's not better than me. You can be as good. Yeah. You can be as good, but just not better. I noticed an undercurrent here Let's of you uh, thwarting my popularity. Yeah. Doing what I can. Um, Shelly, of course, is awesome. And when people call, if they want, and I, I try to stress this, I don't think there's, well, I know there's no one that I work with that is high pressure because I do not like that. I don't like being pressured. I don't like being, quote, sold. I don't like feeling as if the motivation of the person that I'm having the exchange with is to get as much money out of me as possible. I don't like that. And, and I, and just organically everyone that I share my experience with, um, others about are people that are not that way at all. And, and a lot of times I think people are apprehensive about some, having somebody like call and Shelly will come to your home, do a consultation because they think, well, once they're in the door, but that's not how it is with you all. No. And you know, one of the, why we talk about the minimalism is is because both Shelly and I have this kind of mindset of, hey, we really do want to help. We're, oh, yeah. I, I attest I, to that. We, we're good at it. <laughs> and it's we're in the we're in the type of um, industry where we can take our talents and our skills and we can help other people become good at that. You know, you're you're if you're not clean, you know, you you can go a certain amount. But most of our customers they they are clean people. They're organized right. people. They just need, they need some help, you know, with storage or something. Right. Having a place for that. The infrastructure. The, the infrastructure. Well, and I also say it, it is. It's natural and it's organic. It's authentic because that's how you all live. That's who you are. Exactly. It's not like if a person came to your home, you, you walk the walk. I keep telling you to come to my home so that you I'm can actually to. give a testimonial. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these people. This is how they really are. Right. <laughs> Uh, of course, we've got all the info under Nick's endorsements. We've got my garage um, uh, transformation video at 1041 Nick Reed on Facebook. And then a conversation that you and I have, and, and then Shelly and I also, and more of an extended uh, video at uh, KSGF.com under Nick's endorsements. Um, anything else people need to know? I appreciate you stopping by this morning. We don't get to chat with you that often. Well, this is awesome because I got a chance to eat breakfast for a change. Perfect. Um, Great breakfast here at Scramblers. Um, thanks for having me. No, of course, I, uh, always. Anybody wants to chat about organizing their garage, uh, we'll be happy to talk to you about that. All right, it's garage experts. Again, under Nick's endorsements. Springfield's Talk 1041. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Hey, that's me. (laughs) Beatles Property Maintenance. Now, Beatles is spelled B-E-A-D-L-E-S. And what do they do? Well, they do a variety of home repairs and maintenance. Now, they can help you out with some of those big-name jobs that you may have. Maybe you have some crawl space repairs that need to be done. Maybe you're wanting to get a vapor barrier installed. Maybe you've had some leaks that have been left untreated and you need to get that addressed. Those are all things that Beatles Property Maintenance can help you out with. But they can also help you out with some 
of those smaller items, you know, those things that kind of pile up that you talk with your spouse, like, hey, maybe we should get new lighting in the kitchen, or hey, one of these days we would really like to have a bathroom remodel, and those things that just keep piling up, piling up, and you're like, dang, we have a lot of things that we would like to get done around our house. Beatles Property Maintenance can help you out with that small but kind of big list as well. So whether it's a big job or a small one, give Beatles Property Maintenance a call today. Now you can find all of their contact information housed at ksgf.com under the Sarah's Endorsements tab. Well, we evidently have found out what caused the first grounding of all flights in United States airspace since 9-11. And we're being told that, oh, it's no big deal, it was just, an, uh, just a mistake. An engineer, quote, replaced one file with another during a routine scheduled system maintenance effort on Wednesday morning. And that the engineer was unaware of the mistake. It's just an easy mistake that can happen at any given time. Really? The FAA official also noted that Canadian's system was disrupted Wednesday, although it remains unclear as to whether the problem was linked to the American failure. Canada was not forced to ground its flights, and the official said Canada's system is more modern. Isn't that wonderful? I and I need to look into this, but the, the my source for this information is Dana Perino, and she is extremely reliable. I mean, she didn't tell me this personally. I, she was talking about this as this whole discussion went on. And she noted that the air traffic control systems in Canada is privatized, and they don't have near the problems that we tend to have here in the United States. This is how far we have come as a country. Social, the Canada, we used to point to Canada as our socialist neighbor to the north. And now we're dealing with instances in which areas that they privatize and prove to have a better system than we do in areas that we insist must be run by government. A pilot friend of mine sent me a message this morning saying that the system still is not working 100%. The flight delays caused by the failure on Wednesday lasted into Thursday. Over 600 flights within, into, or out of the U.S. were delayed. More than 80 canceled Thursday morning. An industry collective called the Ops Group has been criticizing the system for years. Quote, we communicate the most critical flight information using a system invented in 1920 with a format unchanged since 1924, bearing essential information that will lose a pilot their job, an airline their aircraft, and passengers their lives, in a mountain of unreadable, irrelevant bull blank, a 2017 post blog from the group said. The International Civil Aviation Organization, which is funded and directed by 193 national governments to support their diplomacy and cooperation in air transport, noted the vast amount of notices and coordination required to make air traffic flow smoothly. And and so I'm not a pilot. I don't know whether this system is generally a lock-solid, reliable system, if if it is the best way of communicating that information to pilots. I have no idea. I I, I have a number of friends that are I have family members that are private pilots. So I don't know the answer to that. But I'm sorry. I have a difficult time buying this. That it was just an oopsie-daisy. You know, I was just an engineer doing some sort of standard file swap thing. And, I don't know, it's just a standard deal. And he accidentally clicked on the wrong thing. I find that hard to believe. And if that was the case, that, that does seem like a bit of a system issue. If you can create... 
a scenario that is catastrophic enough to have to ground every airplane from airspace domestically or that is going to come in to, you know, into the United States since 9-11 and that it can be caused by something as simple as a routine maintenance file upload or swap that an engineer accidentally did. I'd say maybe there needs to be, I don't know, that little uh, prompt that pops up that says, are you sure you want to do this? And then you choose OK or cancel. Maybe something like that. I don't trust our government. Whenever something like this occurs, I believe, much like the Chinese government does with their people, we are told what it is that they want us to hear, and we're told just to move on and accept it. And if you don't, of course, you're some sort of conspiracy theory who is spreading disinformation, causing great damage to our country by creating a doubt within our government. Uh, Glenn Beck's next. We're going to have a Best of Monday. Talk to you Tuesday. I'm Nick Reed.